Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Help! I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. My name is Jared Haben. I'm in studio with Easton Tory Dean, I think, currently just parked uh, the van. So he's right outside the building. He's crutching his way towards the studio as we speak. We asked you last week to send us emails, DMs, and ask us questions on Instagram. We did not have a chance to get to it, but we are answering them today. Like I said, Dean will be here shortly. And we also have a very special guest. In studio, sitting right next to me, you know her from season 23 of The Bachelor with Colton Underwood. It is Tracy Shepoff. Hi. Yeah, a round of applause, everybody. I said your last name correct, right? You did. Shepoff. Okay, Shepoff. great. How you doing, Tracy? Welcome to Help I Suck at Dating. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I can't wait to talk about some dating. I know. We're... I know a thing or two. You know a thing or two about dating? Well, you did it on reality TV, yeah. so you definitely are an expert. I don't expert. know if you want to call that dating, but sure. Well, I guess, right? If Dean and I did it, and I'm married, and he's in a relationship, and we both still suck at dating, so maybe something's wrong with that. Um, so how are you? What's what's new? How's things with you since being off The Bachelor? Um, it's good. You know, just kind of went back to my, my life doing styling. And um, you're out here in L.A. right now, right? Yep. I've been out here for a little over four years, so just... Celebrity styling, working in the industry. And this is your busy time of year, right? This is the busiest time of year. It's award season. So yeah. kind of been working every single day since what feels like the beginning of time. <laughs> yeah, since at least the beginning of 2020. But you've been working seven days a week, so that yeah. does feel like the beginning of time. Um, so what got you into fashion? Um, honestly, as far back as I can remember, my grandmother on my mom's side, she was this amazing designer and seamstress. <clears throat> and I just kind of had this knack for it that I loved, went to college for design mm-hmm. and got into corporate fashion right afterwards in New York City for close to a decade and then decided I wanted to get into styling and moved out here for a change. So now that you're a stylist, do you judge everybody on their wardrobe? 
Like, are you judging me from what I'm wearing right no, now? No, I think you look great. I actually just brought <laughs> brand new Nike sneakers. I noticed them. I actually meant to compliment you on them. Was it a compliment, or do I look like really white no, right now from wearing fresh. these things? I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. But I was honestly just searching for a bunch of Nikes for a client yesterday, so I was looking at so many sneakers yesterday. Do you think they go well with the jeans I'm wearing? I'm wearing blue jeans. I do actually. I Man, think, I think you look real put together. I'm stepping up my game. Oh, Speaking yeah. of put together, <laughs> we have another. Beautiful guest that just joined us in studio on two crutches. It is Dean Unglert, ladies and gentlemen. I have to interject real quick. Tracy, <laughs> I know and value your opinion on, on all things fashion, but something about Air Force Ones and a pair of jeans, I just don't really approve of it. What would I what wear would them you with? like them with? I think that they're just too big and bulky, in my personal opinion. <laughs> they're strapped up, though. Oh, that one's not, but this one is. I'm a, I'm a, like a low-key, I'm like a minimalist guy, so I think like that, bands. That's why you only wear sandals. And sandals. <laughs> and obviously don't take my fashion advice because look what I wear on the I mean, he's basis. wearing sandals right now, purple no, shorts, a black tee. Yeah, but look how many pockets I have in these shorts. There's that's a lot of pockets. all over the place on these things. I don't know. I've never been a fan of the Air Force Ones. That's just my personal taste. How do we feel about pockets on the side of shorts like Dean's wearing right now? Let's just be clear. They're not on the side of shorts. They're kind of like, like... They're on the front. It's like a... Like it's on a, like the front side. Like a, they're cargo shorts. I yeah. I say, cargos are having a moment right yeah, now. Yeah, they are. They're coming back. They are, so neither of you are wrong. See, I feel like I'm always five years uh, behind the new fashion trends because in my head, I'm like, oh, cargo shorts, that's what I wore when I was 17. I don't wear those anymore. But now they're making a comeback, you say. Are making a comeback. They're making a comeback. And just to be clear, these are no normal cargo shorts. These are some nice pastel purple, mm-hmm. Easter egg color with... Uh, Velcro pockets. I got a zipper pocket on my right quad over here. Oh, I can fit Utility. all my things. You have <laughs> so many different things you can put For someone that those. needs help carrying things because I'm unable to, these cargo shorts are lifesavers. So, all right. well, Tracy, function and fashion. Well, Tracy, tell me, seeing how you are a stylist, and this is a dating podcast, mm-hmm. what do you think is a good outfit for a first date? Okay, so this is tricky. I think... Let's do women first and then men. Okay, so there's no right answer to this because my personal opinion, you should always wear exactly what feels like you. Do not dress for what you think that the person's going to want to see. My personal go-to is a pair of leather pants and usually like a white tee like what I'm wearing or a white tank top. Mm -hmm. It's a good outfit. And honestly, usually guys always make a comment about the leather pants. But not everyone is comfortable Make the comment, Jared. What would the comment be? They would look very nice. Oh. They usually touch them, and they're like, are these leather? I'm sorry, they touch them? <laughs> yeah, they'll do a little, like, a little thigh. Is it real thing? or faux? Real. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's good. I'm a fan of leather pants, I'll say it, yeah. How do you feel about a guy touching your pants on the first date? It depends on if I like them. <laughs> How far into the date do they usually touch them? Hmm. First, like, quarter of the date, I would First say. quarter? That's when wow. you know it's going well. If you get a leather pant touch in the first quarter of the date, that's going. That's a good, that's <laughs> the second date material mm-hmm. right there. See, yeah. what I did on first dates, I would never person first. I would wait until they touched me. They liked me. How I knew that. If, like, they were, if, like, the date mm-hmm. was going well and they were talking to me and there was a moment of laughter and they reached out with their hand and, like, tapped my arm or something. Oh, yeah. I was like, yep, I'm in. It's kind of cowardly, though, you know? Like, What about like in middle school? When, cowardly? When the guys are standing on one side and the girls are standing on the other side and everyone's waiting for the other person to make the first move? That's no. what you're doing, granted, basically. Granted, I had to say, I was on what I didn't know was a date. I thought it was like a work dinner. And the guy came over and started massaging my neck on the way to the oh. bathroom. Oh. And that was unwarranted. So you should maybe sometimes wait until someone touches you. Exactly, because the line between uh, being having swag and being creepy... Is pretty gray for a guy, I think. Did you really just say swag? 
Is that, again, you, am I five years behind so, on that term? You are so lucky you're married because you don't have to date anyone anymore. What would you say? <laughs> Not swag. What would you say? Enlighten me. What would you guys say? Um, Tracy, are you are you a dean on this? I'm, no, I'm You like, can be honest. 50, Tracy, 50 you have to take a side right now. I'm are you team dean or team Jerry? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say I haven't. Just remember who was on time. I haven't. I've definitely thrown out the word swag before, but it's not like a word I normally go to. Okay, okay. It's like a special special oh. time. Special so place. when you see a guy, for example, Dean, right? <laughs> Dean walks around with a presence. He's good looking. He's charming. What would you describe Dean as? Not He has swag. Well, first and foremost, there are no words that can describe what I have going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, you're indescribable. <laughs> no word reaches the level of what can be possibly described as Dean Unger. I just think as a 30-year-old man, we should maybe uh, drop the word swag. Out of our 31, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, okay. Wait, I'm confused right now. So you wouldn't... I'm truly confused. We don't describe... We don't use swag anymore. That's a thing, of, a relic of the past. I think it's been out for a while, man. So what do you say? There was a very small window where it was like acceptable to say, and you were probably 22 and <laughs> drinking four loco in college. Can I say one thing that makes me this conversation makes me so happy about? And you're gonna laugh so hard, but in the original Superman, Clark Kent says "swell," and Lois Lane makes fun of him for it because she's like "swell." A lot of people don't use that word anymore, so I feel like Clark Kent. Thank you guys, oh, I appreciate okay. it. Even I though I still that. don't understand, swag is, I feel like, a very common term. Uh, anyway, moving on. What about a good first date outfit for a man, Tracy? Um, Air Force Ones. Flip-flops, obviously. Purple cargo shorts and a black tee. Leather pants, again. <laughs> I'll be honest, I thousand Giddy. percent would wear this on a first date. There's no question asked. Um, I know. No, I like a good... The girl would love it. Swag, which man. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a good black jean. Like a mm. nice fitted black jean and maybe like a black shirt. A white shirt, something that's kind of simple, and a cool pair, cool pair of shoes. Yeah, there's no reason to like bust out a blazer. Like I throw think. out Saint Laurent shoes, but that Ooh. seems rude and unnecessary to tell everyone that they need to do that. Yeah, it seems expensive. I so have saying. you have you ever been on a date with someone that uh, wasn't up to code in terms of style, and then you were kind of like turned like put off by it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Are so, you like are you like hyper aware of it because of your, it's your you know your career? I am, and more so. I was saying this shared earlier, like, you know, I have this idea in my head that the person that I want to be with has a slight interest in fashion because that's a huge part of my life. And it's something that I found over dating over the years. I can connect with guys on if they like fashion and I like how they dress. And that's an easier, that's one more like thing I don't have to overcome with them. But at the same time, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but I'm definitely not going to date someone who looks like they rolled out of, like, a dumpster. <laughs> Can you give us your worst experience with, like, a first date or something with a guy that just wore something atrocious? Oh. Oh, my goodness. And granted, I'm sure, regardless of who it is that he goes on a date with, like, if you're wearing something atrocious, whether you're a stylist or uh, a, a whatever else you could be, it's like, what are you yeah, doing? An accountant, of course. I actually right. can't recall anyone I've gone on a date really? with that was dressed atrociously, at least not that I can remember. Right, right, right. Well, that's probably a good thing. I think for guys, uh, and Dean is an example oh. of this. Oh, here we go. Nope, I thought of it. I thought of it. Sorry. <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> I would have lost it if I hadn't said No, 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 no. I keep the thought. Say the thought. Um, okay, I was living back in New York City. Met this guy. He <laughs> was also very tall, mind you. Like, probably close to seven feet tall. And Seven He was really feet. tall, probably like six, seven. Like a Knicks player, probably. Said, no, he had just graduated from Harvard Business School. Oh. He started a men's fashion business randomly. And I showed up on the first day. We had met watching 
one of the playoff, it was a basketball game, I can't remember, and um, show up to the first day at his apartment, and he is wearing American flag printed shorts that looked like a bathing suit. And I didn't know what to do. Wait, and, he just, and, <laughs> and, and I didn't did know you... how to get out of there as fast as humanly possible. And where were you? What was in New York it? City. And about like what was the uh, like the situation? I went to his apartment to meet him, which also seemed kind of rude to me because I think that the bit. guy should come to you on a first date or and, meet somewhere in the middle. You or know? you meet, yes, yeah. of course. In New York, like you should meet. Right. And especially on a first date, mm-hmm. never go to the guy's apartment. Yeah, that's probably. Sketch I mean, I've definitely central. made a few bad judgment calls in my time. That was definitely. Well, we're glad you're here. <laughs> Everybody listening, don't go to the guy's apartment yeah, first I'm date. Lucky. Um, yeah, he like opened the door and he was literally wearing Amer- American flag shorts, and I was like, "Was he wearing a shirt?" Think so. Okay. You think so? You don't down. remember? He was wearing a button down with them. It was the oddest. He sounds like I've he's straight seen. off of like uh, like Vineyard Vines commercial. Like yeah, uh, you know His, that, that northeastern. Yes. Um, yes very was he much wearing so. Lacoste shoes? But then he tried to make me help him move his rug in his apartment because he had just. Oh my gosh! <laughs> sounds like a catch. Did you get a second date? <laughs> no. <laughs> I gotta be I don't honest. Even it sounds think like I gave him a kiss at the end. Of the day. Yeah, he probably didn't deserve one. <laughs> Definitely didn't deserve one. This sounds like something Dean would do. Uh, like I can imagine Kaylin coming over for the first day and be like, "Hey, what's going on? Do you mind just helping me move my couch really quickly?" I'll be honest; it doesn't sound like something that's beneath me. I, <laughs> I probably have done something like that in the past. Yeah. But again, women would love it. They'd be like, "I would love nothing more than to help Dean move his couch right now." No. Um. So Tracy, uh, obviously, you were on season twenty-three of The Bachelor. What made you want to go on The Bachelor in the first place? Um, I had never watched the show before, <clears throat> to be perfectly honest. Did a friend sign you up? No, I signed myself up. Uh-huh. I was sitting at home one day. I think I was just like doing answering emails and started getting into a rabbit hole of reality television um, castings on websites randomly and saw The Bachelor. And I, at that point, I guess I'd been single for like five years. How old were you when you went on? 31. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. So I'm 33 now. Um, You're 33? Yeah. You don't look a day over 26. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm being I, dead serious. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I saw The Bachelor pop up, and one of my best friends always watched it, and I would have refused to watch with her. And I think I texted her and was like, should I sign up for this? And she's like, go for it. I was like, all right, why not? Couldn't hurt. Honestly, every other date I was going on was failing. Yeah, what's the worst thing that could happen? You get on the show? And <laughs> literally. And you got on the show. Yeah. The, like the, the whole press of it went really fast. I forgot that I had even sent anything in. And then I was on like a photo shoot one day and got a phone call from casting. And I honestly, like I had no idea what they were even talking about. Completely forgot. How long in between was it from you signing up to you getting the phone call? I think I signed up in like January, maybe like late January. I got a call in March. Oh, okay. So not too long. A couple months. I think. That's around the time. Are you thing. watching this current season of The Bachelor? I am. Do you have any like weird PTSD watching? Because this is your first season watching after you were on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say there's a bunch of different things in general that give me PTSD from just like working in this also. Anytime I'm on a set. <laughs> yeah. That also does. But yeah, watching it, I'm like, oh, God, like, how did I not see through that? Yeah. I could have done that totally different. I noticed myself, because I've been watching this season as well, and I'm, like, super critical of the women's fashion choices sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine what someone like you must be going through, yes. too, because I'm like, why are you wearing that? Like, you, that looks awful, and it doesn't make any sense to me. And it's just like, I don't I don't understand. Well, it was, like, a big thing going on the show. I packed a 
lot of stuff. Yeah. Like way too much stuff. How many bags did you bring? Um, I think I had like three, but one suitcase was totally shoes. Nice. Ah. I brought 40 pairs of shoes. 40? Yeah. And that was like a tiny amount. Of you were prepared. Like, yeah. Collection. Prepared for what? Uh-huh. Like three dates. Wow. <laughs> Group dates. That's yeah, um, more than a lot of people. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, yes. I look at the clothes and I'm like, e. but it's more expected. Yeah. Like, that's true. I guess. I, I guess I just have a thing when people overdo it, and I think this season they're overdoing it a lot with their fashion choices. Do like you the, have like a person. Yeah, tell us, Dean. Who is this person, and what are they <laughs> wearing? No, I'll say it. There was one specific dress at the group date last night that I was like, "Why is she wearing?" I that? know which one you're talking about. <laughs> please guess. No, I can't. <laughs> please say guess. It. I don't know what you, mean. you have to please. Was it very sequined or sparkly? At the group date. Hannah Ann was wearing a very interesting dress. I don't even remember seeing Hannah Ann at the group date last night. It was a top. Tori just informed us it was a top, apparently. I didn't see the bottom half. I just saw the top. And she looked great. She always looks good. But she was wearing this dress, this top. I apologize. And I was like, what are you wearing? What are you talking about? What's the sequins that you're talking about? Because maybe I saw that one, too. had, like, a really paillette sequin. Uh, Do you know what a paillette is? I don't. (laughs) It's, like, a large sequin. Yeah. It was, like... I wish there was Very a camera on Dean and mine's face when she <laughs> said like, payette. Uh, like, are, are you going to ask her? Their mouths me? were like on the floor very confused. Yeah. <laughs> My experience was funny because I packed so little that I was wearing the same thing over and over again. So it was like every time someone was like, wasn't Dean wearing that shirt last week? I was like, yeah, didn't Dean wear that suit the last dress ever? I was like, yeah. I mean, isn't that like the last season of The Bachelorette where all the guys were like sharing yeah, yeah, one yeah. suit jacket? <laughs> I wish you guys think I have bad fashion now. You should have seen me on the show and prior to the show. On the show, I wore a bright orange T-shirt from Express Men, with <laughs> I'm pretty sure Express Men. like gray shorts. It was just not a good combo. And yeah, I was a great. Just for the guy. record, I don't think you have bad style now. Thank no, you. Just I making fun you. of my Air Force. It's just, the first time I'm trying something new. They look and good. you can't they're, even support me. They're clean. Are they, is this the first time you're wearing them? I'm keeping them very clean. They're very, they were very expensive. Fresh. I just personally don't like Air Force ones. They're big and bulky, and I'm a guy that likes short shorts and flip flops. Yeah, you show off the thighs. So it's not that I think you have bad style. It's just not something that I personally would wear. You I guess know? that's fair. I don't know. My heart's broken <laughs> a little bit right now. I don't um, know. I love a Vans and I love an Air Force. Thank you, Tracy. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So, Tracy, uh, you left the show. Single, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. begs the question, because we are on a dating podcast, mm-hmm. do you still suck at dating or <laughs> Ooh, yeah. are you potentially talking to someone right um, now? I am potentially, potentially talking to someone right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's very exciting news. Is it a potential boyfriend? Um, is it a boyfriend? Yeah. Are you the dating ironic someone? part is he already was a boyfriend. Oh, he it's was an ex. my first boyfriend ever. First boyfriend ever? Uh-huh. How are old are we talking back to like high school? 17. Yeah. 17. How yeah. long did you guys date? A little under a year. So okay. I was a year older and I went to college. Is that why it ended? Essentially. I mean, the issues of like you're a freshman in college doing stuff and he was a senior in high <coughs> school, like partying also. And it just wasn't. Yeah. Work you guys were young. How does, this, how does this rekindling happen? So we've always been friends yeah. and he lives in Boston. Great city. <laughs> where my sister also lives. Gotcha. And I was there in October visiting her, and the three of us went out to dinner one night and drinks, and I don't know, something. And him and I see each other anytime we're in the same city, but it's never, like, anything. Mm-hmm. It's friends. And I don't know, something just, like, sparked differently, I guess, is the best way to it. was the it. tequila. 
<laughs> must have been the tequila. It definitely could have tequila. been tequila <laughs> and the fact that we were playing, we were at an arcade bar doing that basketball game. Yeah. And I was definitely winning, so. <laughs> he saw that and he was like, dang, Tracy dang. still got it. <laughs> She's got it. <laughs> She still got that jump shot. Yeah, well, so. if there's one thing about reigniting a high school romance, it always helps when they live in a different city across the country. <laughs> yeah. I, so what's up with that? Oh Are you going to do anything about I that? I have this terrible knack for getting into long distance relationships. Yeah. I. You know, it's funny. There, we, we've had people on before where they're like, every relationship, it seems like it's always long distance. Yes. I just feel like sometimes people just, I don't know, like you have the bug, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I say every time I'm not going to do it again and it just keeps happening. Right. I don't know. But of course, it happened again. And um, how long is this long distance relationship kind of well, talking? Since, since October, I guess. Since October, okay. So, funny story though, November rolls around, and I was going to a Leonard Skinner concert in Florida with my sister and one of my <clears throat> college friends. And it was over Thanksgiving. And this guy is a big fan. And I was like jokingly texting him and was like, Are you sure you don't want to come down to Florida and go to this concert? Within an hour, he walked a flight and came for all of Thanksgiving nice. and stayed. Wow. So, you guys I was committed. Like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, This is like happening. So then went and saw him over Christmas as well at his <coughs> parents' house. And then he's coming out here for like a week in February. Nice. That's very exciting. And I'm going there in March. And then he's coming to a wedding with me in April. Like, that's good that you guys have plans to like yes. continue to see each other. I think that's kind of the only way that you can do it. Yeah. If you're going to attempt long distance, like you have to try to like plan things out if you actually see it going anywhere. Right. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise you can't you just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll see you when I see you, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you have like nothing to look forward to otherwise. Yeah. Are, you, are you pretty firmly rooted in Los Angeles? No. So you would be willing to consider going to Boston? I mean, Boston's not my ideal city to live in. Pretty cold. But Pretty I'm, bad city, too. <laughs> but I'm from New York, and okay. I love New York, and I'd be happy to move back to New York also. Right, right. So that's not really certain. Well, you're going to have to keep us posted on what's going on with that. Yeah, I'm very, we're invested in this relationship now, too, so you're going to have to come back in April when he gets here. Maybe he could come in studio. Oh, God. That'd be great. That would be great. He's, we're, kind, he's a little bit of an introvert. I don't know if he would like to like that. Uh, we love introverts. <laughs> Tracy, do you want to help us answer some listener emails? Yeah, I absolutely do. For the listeners out there who all emailed us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. And DM'd us and asked, the question, or, uh, asked us questions on Instagram. Lots of questions to get through. Lots of anonymous emails, which we always love because those are the juiciest. Those are all coming up after this break. They are incredibly juicy, and you're not going to want to miss it. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. 
Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, and we are back. And as promised, we have the juiciest emails and questions sent in from you guys, our listeners. Uh, we either got emails at I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com or Jared so lovingly asked the question on the Instagram page. I got to be honest. I feel like I'm killing that Instagram page right now. Do you like the post I had yesterday? We yeah. ride together. We died together. It was a good post. Suck on me for I love every time. <laughs> I, I, I meant to say, I wanted to say, doing? yeah, sorry. I, I was trying to get your attention, but we just fist pumped. It was really awkward, guys. I wish you were here to see that. Um, I was going to write, we ride together. We crutch together. Suck army for good. life. That's pretty good. And I, I, I wrote it and I forgot until like an hour later. I was like, Shit. I love how every time the podcast or the Instagram gets brought up, you always take it just a couple minutes just to toot your own horn and be like, it's going really well. I have fun with I it. took over. Well, you know, it's funny. Last week we asked more people to follow us. We gained like 300 followers. Nice. Just from last week. Hey, if you want to follow us, follow us. Maybe that's another 300 right there. Again, it's at, uh, <laughs> at help. I suck at dating. You can find us on Instagram. Again, once again, I'm posting many pictures of Dean's face, so you're not going to want to miss any one of them. Jared, since you asked the question on Instagram, let's uh, let's ask Tracy some questions from that Instagram, uh, some of the good ones that you got there, and then we can all kind of uh, gangbang it and get these questions. <laughs> That's oh, an okay. interesting way to describe it. Do? <laughs> um, 2020, guys. Come on. Yeah, let's, ask, uh, let's answer some questions from... Okay, yeah. 
So the first question, it says, can you do a dating challenge and set someone up and make them go on a date? I'd like to see that and analyze what you think they did right and wrong. Do you think on the podcast, that's a smart idea, Tracy, to have a public date and then we publicly criticize it afterwards? Well, Kendall does it's, that on her podcast. I mean, yeah, that's true. Down to date. If you haven't listened, check people it People have a thick skin. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, guess, I guess it's kind of like Bachelor. It's like the podcast version of The Bachelor. Essentially, yes. <clears throat> Here's a great question for Tracy, given the fact that she uh, is in, uh, sort of doing this currently. This uh, follower of our Instagram page says, should you reach out to an ex and have a conversation to get closure or just move on? It sounds like maybe this is an ex that they're still a little hung up on and obviously mm-hmm. didn't date in high school and they're now rekindling with. <laughs> but what do you think about that? Ugh, I feel like I've been in this situation with a couple different exes. I think you kind of unless you're freaking out, I think you just let it lie for a while. And then maybe down the road, some closure will come from it. Like I definitely had some closure with some exes years, years later, but. Well, let me ask you, did the closure come from actually interacting with the ex years later or was the yeah, closure a product of the time that went by? <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I like it. And then I was like, I never need to see this person again. All right. That's fair. I mean, that's great closure. Was it great closure? I guess that's the question. I couldn't have cared less. I, and he literally told me he was in love with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, bye. Huh. See you later. <laughs> and he got what he needed. I will say closure is a very, very real thing. And I think sometimes it's hard to move on to the next relationship without receiving closure from your previous relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's definitely afflicted me before where I thought that I was uh, ready to move on. I moved on to another relationship and I hadn't fully closed the door on the last mm-hmm. one. And it would just like mess with my head for the entire duration of that relationship. Well, how can you, without giving two specifics away like how did that happen how did you not get closure from the last relationship i thought that by uh entering into a new relationship it would uh i guess protect me and and help me move forward but in reality what it did was just kind of like led to more anxiety when i was uh you know i was still thinking about the last relationship Mm -hmm. and so once that relationship was over i was able to get the closure um with with the other relationship and it was a very real thing once the closure was there i was like fully put in the past to be able to move on from there well how did you get closure uh, just through like talking and figuring that stuff out, I guess. With the person? Yeah, with the person. Just okay. as as this person was saying, she said she should she get a closure from an ex. And in my personal opinion, absolutely closure. If you can get it and if it's like if it's uh healthy closure, not like where you're going and like clinging on and seeing if something's gonna happen and like maybe sleeping with them <laughs> That's just the to try thing. it out. A lot of times I feel like when you meet up with an ex and you try to get closure, it leads That's to that situation because you're so comfortable with that person. Mm-hmm. There's obviously still feelings there because you spent so much intimate moments with this person. Uh so it is a fine line that you have to be careful with. I think closure is a good thing. I'm an advocate for it. If Sometimes you- I truly believe the only closure you can get is by time passing by. Or by banging it out. Sometimes so you will not gain closure here. that way. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to bang it out of your system That's and then ter- boom, door closed onto the next one. <laughs> boom, see you later. Yeah, I'm sure that means the door's closed for her too. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah, what, that's a tough one. Here's another question for both of you guys. What is your most embarrassing dating story, past or present? Embarrassing dating story. I don't know if this is embarrassing or not, but when I first turned 21, I got really drunk and uh, we were having a house party at the place I was living and I was upstairs and I was flirting with this girl the entire night, but I had to go throw up. So I went into the bathroom to throw up and it was one of my first times really being drunk. So I was just not in a place where I wanted anybody to see me. And she was knocking on the door, Uh. which was very sweet to make sure I'm okay. But 
it was one of those things where you just don't want to see the other person. Please go away. And so then I clean myself up. I immediately go into my room to go to bed while they're all downstairs still hanging out because I wanted to go to bed. And then she came into my room and came into my bed and just cuddled with me, Mm. which was very sweet. But also, like, even though I brush my teeth, you still have Mm. that taste in your mouth Mm. and you just feel gross. Mm. And I could tell that she did not care. But it was like that awkwardness where it was just like, I, God, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so gross right now. Please just never touch me. And so it was like never spoken upon again. And I never like went on a date with this girl. It's pretty embarrassing. It's not the worst. Sounds like but you need some closure. Yeah. T- 12 years later, I need closure on that one. Tracy, do you have any embarrassing stories? I'm trying to think of what one of the worst ones are. There's got to be some bad ones. Let's see. Worse than American flag shorts. Um... Why are you thinking I have one more? Yeah. Well, well also you have mine. one. Okay, yeah, go. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't want to monopolize the conversation, do you? <laughs> you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> anyway. Mine's very similar to yours, actually. It was a second date with this girl that I was really, really into. This is years ago. Really, really into this girl. Uh, she was, like, beautiful, super into sports. And we went on our first date. It went really well. And funny enough, this is, like, this is years. This is, like, four years ago. And she on our first date, she was like, yeah, I was actually cast for The Bachelor, but I decided not to do it for whatever reason. <laughs> And I was like, wow, that's so cool. That's like a TV show I've seen on the TV before. And then uh, on our second date, we went to her apartment and just like we chilled out and watched movies and stuff. And we ordered Chinese food. And I love Chinese food. And I was like just shoveling this Chinese food into my mouth, like little pounds and pounds of uh, orange chicken and fried rice and all that kind of stuff. And same thing that happened in Jared is I think something had gotten me sick somehow, like maybe it was undercooked chicken. But uh, the whole night I was puking in her in her bathroom and it was a second date. And like, I don't think I was expected to stay over at her apartment, but like I physically was unable to leave because I was puking so much. And she was like in and out of the bathroom, like rubbing my back like, while I was puking. And I was like, this is the worst second date of my entire life. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Did you think of one, Tracy? I did. And Dean might actually even appreciate this one because yeah. it involves an RV. Nice. <laughs> my family. Um, I was... At bungalow one day. This is a couple of years ago. So don't tell me he me brought a a, he brought you back to his RV. So, <laughs> I- this is like a two a date and a half type of thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Headed off with this guy. Totally normal. Really really nice. And I wasn't intending on drinking because I had driven over there. Ended up drinking. And I was like, shoot, well, I can't drive back now. And I needed my car the next day. So he's like, well, my RV that I just bought. And he also like owned a house in the hills. He's okay. Like, okay. I bought this for fun, whatever. Um, it's parked across the street from Bungalow. Why don't you just come hang out, sober up a little bit, and then you drive home. We both ended up falling asleep. Oh, nothing God. happened. Nothing right. happened. In the RV. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fall asleep. And he had asked me on a date that week. Go on this date. And he picks me up in a normal car. Oh, if he picks you up in the RV, I don't <laughs> me up in a normal car. I was curious. We went to, like, one of the cool, like, old-fashioned Mexican restaurants in West Hollywood. But... Immediately on the date, he starts basically like insulting my job, asking if I make any money, oh, talking dang. about Trump, oh like my God. kids, this. It was like one after the other. But again, my really good judgment, I still proceeded to agree to go watch a movie with him. You're like, this is going <laughs> really bad, but let's continue terrible. on. It was absolutely terrible. I was so uncomfortable the entire day. Well, at least in the movie, it's two hours of silence. Yeah. Well, I was... It was back at his apartment oh, or his house. Back at his house. Ah, oh, <laughs> you is poor my really thing. Good but it was a torrential downpour outside on the way back, and we get back to his house, and he had locked himself out. So he, this guy sounds like a catch like between this guy and the American flag short the guy. Back balcony in like a torrential downpour to get himself to break into his own house. Oh my gosh! 
get in. Are we sure this is his house? I That's the question we're not so. asking. No, right nobody, nobody's sure. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> the RV he, was there. He bought the RV okay. for fun. Right. He owns a house in the hills, I mean, guys. I'll be, I park my van outside of my friend's house sometimes. I'll have to sneak in every once in a while. He was totally nuts. Basically told me how a couple of his friends live in the basement. <clears throat> he gives them a curfew. Mm-hmm. And I ended up passing out there. Again. <laughs> Did not sleep with him like in the bed but uh then the next morning I like woke up and he went to go shower and came back in like naked and I was like this isn't happening like, naked was, like, I tried to actually force it oh wow like, are you kidding real. me yeah yeah I was like what do you mean like because now you're what do you yeah. mean force it yeah well first wouldn't stop talking about like the size of himself, oh my gosh and then was like you're just like here it is I don't think you guys realize how much this like literally happens to girls. They're like, come on, let's just do it. And I'm like, no. Yeah. You're disgusting. Like, get off. Well, that's good yeah. for you to put your foot down. Yeah. But then he drove me home in the RV because he Naked. had to go get yeah. it serviced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy definitely owned a house in the hills. He's got no service. Never, he owns an RV and he had to break into his own house. To him again. <laughs> to which he has a curfew. I'm going to go uh-huh. ahead and say Tracy wins this uh, competition of worst date stories. Uh, yeah. Also, the, the biggest thing I took away from that, if you are at bungalow and drinking <laughs> and a guy asks you to go back to his RV, you say no. Let's stop being discriminatory against people that have uh, recreational vehicles. Not discriminatory <laughs> towards that, but just if you if he asks you to go over his apartment for a first date or the RV. Don't do it. Yeah, you just say no and Don't you meet up at a situation. public location at a later time and date. Here's another question from the Instagram page is, how do all of you handle compromise in your relationship? I think that this is good for long distance and obviously Ashley and Jared because you guys have been married or are married. Yes. So how do you handle compromise? Um, I think uh, it all comes down to, once again, uh, sacrifice. Uh, realizing that some of the things that you want to do in the moment, you just can't do. Because you're not, it's no longer just about you. It's about you and your partner. So I think that's the biggest thing is just remembering that. Uh, to try not to be selfish and try to have that balance of doing things that you want to do with also doing things that she wants to do. And I think Ashley and I do a pretty good job about that. What about you and Kaylin? Because it's different because you guys are still, you know, seven months in, but still relatively fresh into the relationship. How do you guys handle compromise? Just to be clear, we've been dating longer than you've been married. But you've been dating, obviously. All yeah, long but we've dated longer, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I just wanted to put that statistic out there. It was a good way of phrasing it, though. It would really fit your narrative. <laughs> Um, how do we handle compromise in our relationship? <laughs> I don't really think that we have to compromise on much, to be honest. It's uh, sounds like Kaylin gives in a lot. No, it's I don't not feel even, like we have to compromise all, at even, all. Actually, <laughs> it's not even her giving in a lot. It's like if I'm like, hey, I want to do this, she's like, all right, cool, go do that, or I'll come with you. Or if she wants to do something, I'll be like, all right, tight, go do that. So, uh, next question: How do you know when a guy likes you, and what is the best way to flirt? <laughs> Tracy's really the one that can answer this. <laughs> I know. I guess we could say, well, how do you know when a girl likes you, too? But, Tracy, go first. How do you know when a guy likes you, and how do you flirt? What's your move? Uh, you got a move? I have a move. Um, or, like, an opening line? <laughs> like, this is weird because I'm looking at you right now, but I make really strong eye contact with people. Uh, mm-hmm. And I actually just had this issue the other day when I was, like, on set because I could tell a guy was trying to flirt with me, and I was trying so hard not to make eye contact uh, with him because uh, I didn't want to give him the wrong impression. Right. Smart. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I get kind of touchy and... See? First Make date, you wait until the girl touches do, you. Oh, but, and you do like the leg thing where you kind of intertwine the legs if you're like sitting at a bar. Yeah. Oh, then you know it's intertwine on. the legs or just 
like, like they, they to touch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like the back of your calf instead of the back of his yeah, calf. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got that. That's a good move. <laughs> I'm just saying, if everyone had that mentality of I'm going to wait for them to make the first move, nothing would ever happen. No well, one would ever make the first move. Well, two things. I think it is different for guys and girls in terms of like first touch because very much like the Bumble app. Uh, you know, the girl is supposed to be the one that reaches out. I do feel like on a first date, a girl should be the one who shows physical attraction first because guys, I feel like, are just really bad at reading situations. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> and again, for me, I think it was more of, okay, now I, now, now I know she's interested. My, I don't know. Weird. But anyway, so Tracy, flirting, eye contact? Eye contact. And, and so how do you know when a guy likes you? If he's staring at you? Uh, no, I feel like you just like, no, I don't know have how to explain sense. that. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing to conceptualize talking, because it's like you, it's just a feeling sometimes. Are we you know? talking like how do we know that they like you like right there on the spot or just like in general? Like you're in a bar, you're talking to a guy and you're like, I think he likes me, but I'm not sure. In my opinion, what this person is talking about is like, let's say she's in college or something like that. And there's a guy in class that she has like a, a friendship with, but she's not sure if he likes her, likes her. You know what I mean? Okay. And so it's like, how do you bridge the gap between liking someone and then seeing if they actually have a crush on you like what are the signs to indicate that he actually like likes you more than just like a classmate or something i personally think that a guy reaches out to you when they mm-hmm. want to talk to you and i've had this conversation with my sister and my friends a million times to always come to the same conclusion if someone wants to see you and wants to talk to you they will yeah, yeah. if they don't want to then you're not a priority yeah and you kind of just have to Face the fact. And you know when someone's flirting with you. I will say sometimes it's hard to make someone a priority when you're unsure of how they feel about you. You're like, I'm going to carve away all this time for this person. But in reality, like they might not even like me like that. So it's kind of awkward and uncomfortable because of it. I always just uh, my method of flirting is I always just sit them down and I tell them my story about me backpacking through Europe. That's your that's your opening line every time. You guys ever seen that Friends episode? Okay, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, I missed that one. (laughs) We're going to answer one more question here and then move on. Uh. The final one we have for you guys, and thank you for submitting these, by the way. These are great questions. We have a, a whole list of them, and we can't get through all of them, but hopefully we can continue to kind of chip away at them over time. Uh, is it okay to have doubts in a relationship, or does that mean it's just not meant to be? And I think that we all kind of suffer from this, where especially like in Los Angeles, when you can date a lot of different people, um, you kind of have like the doubts creep in, and you're like, okay, well, if I'm doubting this, or if this is going poorly, then maybe this isn't my person. And I know how Jared feels about this. Because you do have pretty strong feelings about this. But Tracy, what do you think about uh, if doubts creep in early on in a relationship? I don't necessarily think that that's an issue. And I also feel like the older you get, you start having certain doubts about things because you've experienced so much with other people that you start wondering, oh, is this going to be the same issue that I had with someone else? But I don't know. I feel like you just kind of have to work past it and not let your doubts mess up what you actually like feel for someone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if somebody says, I've never had a doubt in my relationship with this person, I don't believe you. Right. <laughs> I don't. You're always going to have doubts. That's just the human condition to always second guess things and wonder what if. And that's why, for me, relationships are a choice. You choose to put that person first every day. And for me, I find that far more romantic than any type of predestined soulmate conversation. Because I like the idea that in a relationship, you're choosing one another. It's not out of your control. Hmm. I want you because 
I'm choosing to be with you. I, do I find th- that more powerful. I do think there is an issue, uh, and I've been inflicted by this in the past too, <laughs> where we're kind of conditioned as kids to understand like that true love happens. And once once it happens, there's never a care in the world after that. And it's just like smooth sailing with you and your partner for the rest of life and never questioning anything. But that's just not really how things work out. Yeah. And uh, I think that we, when we, at least I was brought up to believe that and through what, like television and Disney movies and all that kind of stuff. Of course. And then Bachelor. So, and then, sure. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and then so you you get out in the real world and you start dating someone, you start having these doubts and you're like, well, maybe this isn't the person that's supposed to be with me for the rest of the life. And that goes against what you're learned or what you're taught when you're being, you know, bred and brought up and all that kind of stuff. And so that, I think that's kind of where that issue stems from. And I agree with Jared. I think that uh, everyone's going to have doubt in any type of relationship. And I think the point is just to kind of make the choice for that to be with that other person every day. Of course. And it gets, you know, there's a point in every relationship, right? Where you uh, think about, does the good outweigh the bad? And that's when you determine whether you need to move on from, you know, the relationship or continue dating this person. But the idea that if there are doubts that creep in, and that should be the reason the relationship ends, is something that I just firmly don't believe in. And I think I've learned from my experiences. Because I think all of us can probably say we've, we've loved someone that we're not with right now. And that's okay to say, I did love someone before and we're not together because it wasn't, you know, we're just not meant to be in a relationship. That doesn't mean just because I had doubts about them that it was a bad relationship. Yeah, that's very fair. Anyways, um, thank you guys for submitting questions. If you want to follow us on Instagram, Jared would be very, very happy about it. I'd be so ecstatic, guys, please. It's at help underscore I underscore suck underscore at underscore dating to be fair dean's the one that created the instagram so he's the, the genesis of all of it <laughs> yes, i'm just carrying the torch follow us help i suck at dating on instagram we will uh, ask these questions more often and again we weren't able to get through all the questions today but we will continue to chip away at them coming up next we have some emails yeah we have a couple emails <laughs> i'm ron burgundy <laughs> i'm ron That's burgundy coming up next we've got some listener emails from you guys that you sent to i suck at dating at iheartmedia.com we're going to answer one or two of those and those are the juicy ones that i was referring to earlier so mm-hmm. stick around you're not going to want to miss it and we'll dive right into them At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. 
first was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Dean, myself, Tracy, and we're about to answer our favorite part of the podcast. We are answering... Yeah, that didn't make any sense. You want to start that sentence over? <laughs> uh, let's try that again. We are upon our favorite part of the podcast, which is suck army emails. Suck, 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 suck. suck, suck. <laughs> I'm really glad that's taken on a life. I can't tell you how proud I am of that. Uh, the first one that we're going to read is, of course, from our favorite emailer. They email in every single time. They do time. email a lot. They're great. Uh, from Anonymous. Uh, a lot, lot of help they need for dating. Yeah, I don't blame them, which is why they're anonymous. Uh, it also says next to anonymous in parentheses, 34 years old, just for context. So, I met this guy at a friend's gathering. We hit it off and talked throughout the night. There were moments where he wanted to kiss me, but I said no so that he wouldn't think I was easy. I now regret not kissing him, but anyway, at the end of the night, he didn't ask for my number, and then that was that. A few days later, I looked for him on Facebook and sent him a message. I said I had a great time that night and thought we should hang out again. He replied with the same. Since then, we have been talking through Messenger, but I have yet to hang out with him. I recently asked him to hang out, but he said he had to go to work early the next day. We talked on the phone a few days ago and stayed up till 5 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And after we hung up, he texted me and said, that was an effing great talk. Interesting way to put that. Uh, I know if a guy is truly interested, he will make it happen. He, he make it happen to go out. But what I don't get is why he continues to reach out if he seems we are never going to hang out. Help! I suck at dating. Uh, Tracy, Dean, do you want Tracy, to tackle thoughts? First? I actually wanted to hear you guys say this first because 
honestly, I think myself and a lot of other girls have been in this Same situation, situation, and I would love to know a guy's perspective on this. I think that uh, it's funny because I'm going to answer this question, and when I answer it, I think of Nick more than anything because he always answers this question too. I just think that the guy is bored and he likes having someone to talk to. And then when it really comes down to it, he's like, well, I guess we really don't have to hang out because he's getting what he needs from you, which is just like a conversation, which is a time filler. Uh, that's my take on it. Yes, yeah, I agree. The guys are weird. Guys are all talk. And then when it comes up to meeting up, we just never do. I don't know why. Why do we do that? And I'm not trying to generalize guys as this because I'm sure females do it as well. But in my experience yeah. and people that I've talked to, I feel like it's a vast majority of men who are the ones who continue to talk through text message, the messenger, and then just refuse to hang out in person. Especially after this, if they're talking to five in the morning and then he, after he hangs up, texts her and says that was a great talk. Why would he not want to do that in person? I think Does he just not want to pay for a date? No. <laughs> I think it's insecurity. No, I think guys are wildly insecure. I think uh, maybe this is the case is for me personally, <laughs> I'm like 20 times funnier over text because I can kind of like sit back and reflect on <laughs> yeah. it and come back with something witty or sarcastic or something mm -hmm. like that. In person, I'm still obviously really witty and sarcastic, <laughs> obviously, but just to a lesser degree. And so this guy might be the same way. I guess he had a conversation with her up until 5 a.m., but maybe he's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to live up to my texting personality on like a face-to-face -face date or even the, f the phone call date. Yeah. And he's, like you said, kind of insecure and, and uncertain about that. Maybe if I were anonymous in this situation, um, I would just take the initiative and kind of continue to chip away. And obviously, the more you talk to him, the more comfortable he'll get with you. And I don't know, just... But also make sure that he's putting a priority on seeing you as well. Well, let's be real, How though. How much like, time are you going to give this guy? But exactly. let's be real in, for a second. If she <laughs> likes the guy, there's nothing wrong with her like, ch like continuing to try to hang out with him. Sure, but if she asks two or three more times yeah. and he continues to say no. I, mean, I don't think it's the biggest issue in the world. I feel if like she she's really wasting likes him, her own time. Maybe. Well, we don't know how much she values her time. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming a lot. I'm assuming a lot as well. I just personally think that I've been in this situation before. Uh, I uh, have been dating Kaylin obviously for a long time, but before before that, I would like you know be interested in someone, right? Say and talk to them for however long and try to hang out with them a couple times. It didn't work out for whatever reason. I'm not going to just like st eventually you'll stop trying, obviously, mm -hmm. but like one try really isn't cutting it. No, if I you, agree. You should try again, and then maybe again, and then maybe again. I would say at most once you hit your sixth try, Six. uh, that's way then too you many. Can kind of be three. like okay, three max, even let's, three stretching. I feel <laughs> let's be in the middle at four and a half. At four and a half tries. That's not the middle. I'm no mathematician. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a, half of six is four and a half? The middle of three and six is four and a half. No, well, we're at one right now. No, no, no. So Tracy difference said three, I said six, and you said whatever you said no, doesn't matter. No, 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 count. no. <laughs> we're between one and six right now. Half of that would be uh, seven. Okay, fine. Um, I agree six is a little much, but that's my opinion on it. Is it's no, There's no shame in continuing to ask this guy to hang out. Uh, maybe, like, in an unfortunate <laughs> scenario, he's talking to someone else that's going a little bit faster, and by interjecting herself, she can kind of, like, put herself back in the race a little bit. I don't know how much she likes this guy. Maybe she's in love with him. Maybe she just is, like, concerned about, uh, you know, seeing if she can get him to like her. I don't know exactly, but I just don't think that there's any shame in continuing to try. That's my take. You made a really good point, actually. I think everyone always forgets when you're just dating in general, like dating a bunch of people or a couple people. You forget that someone might be dating someone else at the same time as you. More often than not. And it could be going way better. <laughs> yeah. And when they kind of just like either fall off the face of the earth or give you a little brush off but that it's not working, you don't know why. And it's literally because they're seeing someone else. Yeah, that's a great question. It sounds like this guy might be dating someone else because even when they first met, 
they said that it was a great talk and they had great moments and they wanted to kiss, but they didn't. And he didn't ask for her number. So that sounds like someone who's dating someone and then just met someone he had a connection with, but realized I can't, I can't act on this. I need to just go my separate way. And then she's the one who reached out to him and they had a great talk, but he still hasn't wanted to hang out. That does sound like he could be dating someone Something else. Something's fishy. And that's kind of the weird limbo phase too, where he probably doesn't feel like he's ghosting because he's not really like, I don't know. He, Technically, he's not ghosting you, but technically he is. And technically, he's not cheating. So it's maybe a, he feels yeah, fine with it. It's that weird little phrase. All technicalities. Usually never a good thing. <laughs> Dating sucks. Anyways, uh, on to the next email from Steph. She says, I have a friend. He's my oldest and best friend of 22 years. We have spent a lot of time together over the past six months. Now I'm beginning to see him as more than a friend. He hugs me and holds me probably a little bit longer than he should. He even hugged me and kissed me on the neck. I'm sorry, on the cheek a few oh, nights ago. Big difference, but uh, what still. What do I do? How do you cross the friendship line? Also, if he actually liked me, would he have, wouldn't he have said something already? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> guys, don't, guys don't vocalize their feelings. We're not vulnerable enough, especially if you're friends, friends with someone. It's just good the way it is, and then he'll show signs that he likes you until you're the one who actually says something. This I'm not what, saying it's right. I'm saying it's the way life goes. This is what Steph needs to do. She needs to take him to an arcade. Play the basketball game. Yep. Kick his ass. And it's going to all work out in the end. <laughs> I per agree. Tracy. I agree. <laughs> Tracy, what, what advice do you have for, for her? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to mess up a friendship, of course. But to me, that personally sounds like he wants it to be a little bit more. Or he's starting to grow different feelings <laughs> than maybe they used to have. Yeah. Which, that changes over time. And obviously, if you really liked someone at one point and it wasn't the right timing, things change. Yeah, so, let me just say, know. he's I not just... Like He's just not going to excessively hug and kiss on the cheek his his friend. I do feel like if they're that good of friends, she should be able to talk to him about it also. I think what they need to do is go to dinner, get a little liquored up. Yeah. Because when you get a little drunk, you get a little <laughs> bit more confident in the things you're saying. And honestly, just let it all pour out. If you like him, say something. And if he's you know a couple drinks deep, I don't think he will uh, have any issue reciprocating. So. And if he owns an RV, that's a bonus. Is it a bonus now? or Because I thought before it was a detriment. No? I was just trying to help you out. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> To you, Dean. Okay, so there it is. That's what that's our advice is go get, to dinner. Get drunk. And, and just communi- over-communicate. Yeah. Communication is key. Jared, there's one question here for you from Anne. She says, even married couples need to date. You can be married and suck at dating. I've been yes, married for 12 years, and the key to a successful marriage is a date night once a week. Jared, have you started to feel a difference at all being married? What do you and Ashley do to keep the romance and sexy time alive? Um, I think it's, it's funny because... You forget that you have to put effort in, especially with Ashley and myself. We spend literally almost every minute of every day together because we live together. We kind of work together in a lot of different areas. Uh, We travel together. uh, We're best friends and also married. So we just we spend a lot of time together. And so I think you start to subconsciously lose that uh, that that lust and that that uh, want to actually go on dates and and put effort into the relationship because it's just you kind of get lazy. So I agree. I think uh, you know one thing to remember is to always put effort in and to always remind yourself that things will not happen unless you make them happen. And that includes uh, alone time. That includes uh, keeping the relationship young and fresh by going on dates, going out, going to arcades, going to dinner. Uh, going to see movies, things of that nature. And so I think Ashley and I try to do that. I think we fail in a lot of different areas. I don't think we um, put as much effort into keeping the relationship... Um, fresh? 
fresh. I don't want to make it sound bad, but we just stay at home a lot and and cook and hang out, and that's great. But we don't we don't really do a lot of different activities unless it's work. So uh, I think it's something that we could both work on. Specifically, me. I think I I think I could do a lot better job. Even stupid shit like bring flowers home, bring her chocolates, or uh, cooking her dinner instead of us, you know. Being like, well, what are we going to have tonight? Yeah. Like her coming home and having me prepare dinner, things mm-hmm. like that. So uh, that's things that I could seriously work on. And I'm sure a lot of people can uh, look at themselves and realize they need to work on it, too. Yeah, there you go. That's a good nice. answer. I think uh, that's kind of one of my fears with uh, relationships as well. is because I'm a sucker for novelty. I kind of need like my serotonin fire in at all times. And so obviously the longer you're in a relationship, I like the more dull it becomes. But the more I, I would say like the more predictable it becomes. Of course. Uh, and so that's kind of like one of my doubts <laughs> to tie back into that question that we had from earlier is, uh, not with my current relationship specifically, but just with relationships in general is eventually like that novelty, even outside of the relationship, uh, could wear off on certain things. And that's a fear, but yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Like, keep it fresh, <clears throat> keep doing things that are like kind of throwing curveballs to your partner. Well, one of my buddies who's been married for quite some time, he once said, I've said this on the podcast before, but he was talking about how in the first year of the relationship, of course, it's that lustful, fresh phase where you guys could be doing laundry together. And it's so much fun because you're just together. And then usually a year or a little bit over in the relationship, things start happening kind of bad things that you have to overcome together as a couple. And if you're able to overcome those obstacles and get past the other side of that, um, that's when the real relationship begins. And so I try to always remind myself of that. Um, not to say Ashley and I have a bad, we, I, it's the best relationship I've ever been in. Um, but I, I think to Dean's point for you, if you do get to that point with Kaylin where it does feel stagnant, uh, just remind yourself that one, you have to put, it's going to happen with everybody. Like no matter what relationship you're in, it's going to get stagnant at some point. It's just the way it happens. And so to constantly remind yourself throughout that time uh, that you have to keep working and keep putting effort into the relationship in order to keep it fresh um, is very important. And then hopefully, you know, because relationship and love changes. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because while the relationship might get more stagnant, if you stay with one person for an extended period of time, uh, the love will change and you'll also become more dependent on that person, which I, I kind of like. There you go. Well, great answer, Jared. You're so insightful. And so you were wise. not paying attention at all. <laughs> so insightful and wise. You were not paying attention at all. <laughs> That'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Chasey, before we sign off, any parting words? No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Beautiful. No, Beautifully I had such said. a great time. Um, we loved having you on. This was the first time you were on the podcast. Yes, it's my first time. And That's honestly, I love talking about dating. I've been doing it a long time, and it's really interesting to hear love a it. male's perspective on it. Yeah, yeah, especially these well, two idiots. Two, yeah. <laughs> it's more like two idiots' perspective on it. But Anyways, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Big thank you to Tracy Shapoff. And, uh, and you uh, could follow her. On Instagram, on Instagram, Tracy Shapoff. I just followed you. She's a great follow. She's an incredible stylist who has style talent like Elizabeth Banks, Constance Wu, and Octavia Spencer for various red carpet events. Anyways, big thank you to our listeners, of course, for emailing us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Big thank you to all of our Instagram followers as well for submitting those questions. We will continue, like I said, to chip away. Uh, feel free to continue to email us, isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Big thank you again. Uh, Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we will suck just a little bit less. Follow Help. I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month. 
at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 